The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. And a joyful welcome to Voices of Unity. I'm Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and I'm delighted to have on my show today, Mike McCord. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. So good to have you. And we've talked about having you on the show for a little while now. And, and, you know, you and I go way back to my days at Unity Worldwide Ministries. And I was, um, you know, part of my um, responsibilities included like our newsletter. And you, of course, were in charge of the Earth Care Team newsletter. And so um, your work would come in and we would kind of go back and forth a little bit. So I've known of you and your work with the Earth Care team for many years now, and um, so delighted to have you here to talk about this important work that you have been an integral leader in for the Unity Movement, and that is the work of the Earth Care team. So I'm so delighted to introduce you to this audience, Voices of Unity, and I'm sure many of the listeners have heard of you and uh, and maybe even have supported your work by way of bringing their own Unity communities into um, environmental integrity, I would say, and commitment to earth care. There is a certification process that ministries can go through to become an earth care ministry. And or if people haven't done that, they've certainly maybe heard some of your talks or have listened to um, or read the newsletters or listened to what the team has put out in terms of ways that ministries can get involved in this important work. I was really interested to read your bio because you have such a rich professional and personal um, history. And so I'm delighted to just share that, that you have a diversified career and I would say every letter diversified career uh, includes sales, urban revitalization, commercial mortgage banking, lending, environmental management and appraising. And, and as you say, you've had five times that you've been at an executive level position in, in these areas of work. And from 2003 until you retired, I presume you were an appraiser in the multifamily division of the Department of Housing and Urban Development as we all know as HUD, and that your duties included appraising and reviewing appraisals, market studies, and environmental reports, and multifamily projects. And that work is so critical. I think um, people maybe don't realize how important that kind of work is in our communities. I have a special appreciation for that because my mother is a city planner, and um, she has done you know lots of work with HUD and such. So, so I really value that that kind of work in our communities. So from a personal standpoint, I was literally shocked to read this part of your bio that you had um, that you had a fall down some stairs, which resulted in you being a quadriplegic, given a 10% chance of ever walking again. Tell us about that, because I can only imagine that that experience has, in one way or another, fed into what you've done since then. And that, that happened in 2001, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. It happened in February, and I fell down some stairs and was, you know, left, broke my neck and was left quadriplegic. It gave me a small chance of walking. And yeah, I really was, um, I mean, looking back on it, I would have to say it was probably the greatest blessing in my life. <laughs> as strange as that may sound, because then I lost my job and my wife divorced me. It was, it was tough. But wow. truthfully, unity played a major role in my recovery, because I believe very much in the power of the mind and mind-body connection and all that unity teaches. I don't think of I had been involved in unity, I would have, well, who knows, but I, it played a major role in my faith in, in recovering. And it honestly, um, you know, it's, it's real so weird, but it actually played a role in me getting involved more in the environment. As I got a, a tithe from Unity Church of Overland Park in 2002, I think it was, and that gave me the money to go to an environmental conference in Colorado which led to us forming the Sustainable Sanctuary Coalition in, in, my, in the green team at, at Unity of Overland Park. And later then I, I was able to get involved with the creation of the Earth Care Program. So as they say, everything was meant, has a reason. And to me, it really has been a reset button that makes me appreciate every moment of life. Well, that is such a beautiful story. And I know we hear that so much in unity. And I, I believe that's because I'm sure you agree that healing is one of our foundational teachings. I mean, unity was started as a healing movement. And so it is no surprise to me to hear that our teachings and unity teachings specifically um, impacted your healing process and, and gave you the tools that you needed to work with to overcome uh, what is, I mean, such an incredible setback or experience, however you want to call that, but something that some, some people without those tools might, you know, consider, you know, truly devastating experience, but you were able to turn that into a healing experience. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's a long story. I was actually featured in the Daily Word at one point. I've written a book about it called One Step at a Time, Memoir of a Former Quadriplegic, and it is available in all on Amazon that talks about the journey and it, it was a long one and it wasn't all good, but it worked I'm sure. out and I'm uh, very, very blessed to be where I am today. I love that. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, it wasn't all good, but it worked out because so often we want to perceive the healing process and, and to experience the healing process as this like one very straight trajectory. If we're starting at a low point, then it's a trajectory that goes up in a straight line. Right. And that's just not, the truth of so many people's experiences. It's often a very windy line that maybe even seems to backtrack and, and sink even deeper as we go through it. And I'm sure that that was part of your process as well. But as you're saying in the end, it all worked out and, and you even are distant enough from that experience that you're seeing how it has um, contributed to, you know, what you would call the blessing or bounty of your life experience. So I love that. And thank you for sharing that with us. And now I got to get the book because that sounds so amazing. <laughs> well, and, and it's worth saying that, you know, I recently uh, became the senior minister at Unity Church of Overland Park. So now, you know, we do church together and you were the first congregant to actually contact me. Um, just the week before I started, I believe. And I so appreciated that phone call uh, to really, you know, to talk about earth care and um, social justice issues. And, you know, it was really just sort of a check-in, I felt like to me, of, you know, what kind of, what level of priorities these issues would have. And and you were, you know, just letting me know, hey, I'm here and this is the work that we're doing. And of course, I was already well aware of that work. And honestly, it's, you know, 
part of, you know, the, the value and to me what attracted me to Unity Church of Overland Park because of, of, of the work that you've done. So, so I really appreciate our new uh, relationship in, in that way and community that we have together. Thank you. Me too. I'm so blessed to have you here. I really think uh, I was so excited when they chose you because I think you are exactly what we needed. And I, I'm, I'm just so uh, hopeful for what we're going to be able, you're going to be able to accomplish. Ah, thank you. Well, it's it's in all of us. It's a we, what all of us will accomplish together for sure. So let's talk about the Earth Care team. Let's start there. And and when did the when was the Earth Care team established? Were you the founder? You know, I, I've I've called you an integral leader because I know that for sure, but I actually don't know how it was formed. Well, it actually the program itself. I mean, no, I I was one of the. Well, let me back up here. It. Uh, it actually was began around 2007 with uh, Jane Simmons and uh, Kathy Harward Long, who uh, helped to create the, the format or the idea of an Earth Care program, and they set it up to be at the discussed at the leadership conference in, in January of 2008 at Unity Village, and it was there that, that I and uh, I think two other people met to discuss, you know, actually creating a, you know, putting bones on the idea on the program. And so it was from there that it really got going and we started having meetings and and a whole bunch of things really developed from that point forward. It, it actually became a ministry in 2012 or 13, I think. But basically the, the idea of the program or the purpose of the program is to assist churches in integrating an, an environmental uh, spirituality into their ministry. And we do that through what we call the, the seven-step path to earth care. And this actually was originated from the Northwest region around 2004. But really, it's just a, a method to guide congregations through this process. And we do it it's in a very gentle way, in a very flexible way. There are three levels of achievement. I won't go into all the, all the details, but but it basically starts with just adopting an intention or a covenant, and then we guide you through each different level. You you know accomplish more of these steps. But in the end, the idea is the hope is that you will have created or integrated an earth-oriented spirituality as part of your spiritual message. And uh, so it's you know it's it's um, we've evolved we we've it's, it's it, the program itself has evolved. And we recently just streamlined it a little more. It's, I think it's pretty user friendly. We've cut out some of the bureaucracy and everything. So it's a it's it, it's 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 a good you know roadmap, I guess would be the word. That's why we call it the path to follow in this in this whole process. And and in the end, you know, hopefully it'll be something that will be you know to become part of the very thought process of the congregations itself. So. We, I think we have maybe around 70 churches that are certified, which really should be a lot more. Um, but uh, we can, I mean, we're, that, that's a whole other thing. But we're available to help you. We're just having our website revised. And it'll be up in the near future that we'll have a lot of, a whole bunch of great resources for you to follow. Of course, I'm available. We have mentoring calls. There's all kinds of services that are, that are available to her here. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so what is the website? Is it currently up while it's even while it's being revised? Yeah, it is. Uh, there it is right now. And it's it's actually under it's www.unityworldwideministries.org forward slash earth care. Okay. And, and there and there's a lot of good stuff on there now. It's going to be even better, although 
you know, we're uh, staffing is limited out there and they're they're working on it. But uh, hopefully that'll be in the near future. But even now, there's a lot of good stuff and summarizes all the different kinds of resources we have available. We have a dynamic team of, I think, seven people throughout the United States that are on the what we call the core team. And we meet every month to talk about what's you know, what we're doing, where we focus our interests in new activities. And I can go into them later, but uh, it's we've got a very talented group of people. It's all volunteers. It's a totally grassroots pro project. And uh, we're all just doing a, it's a labor of love for us. That's beautiful. And, uh, you know, we're so blessed by the dedication of this team. So you talked a little bit about the process, and, and I love what you're saying, that there's a path. And also, I'm, I'm not sure if you use the word covenant, but um, there's, did you use that word? Yeah, that's that's yeah. really one of the first stages is to adopt a covenant. A covenant. covenant. Yeah, right. And so that's that's you know an agreement right between the ministry and the earth. It sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. What it does is it you know it it actually fulfills two steps of the process, and one is just basically just to create a consciousness for inspiration, guidance, and community, and and it's through this prayer process that you you know you'll you'll determine. You know, at your own level, at your own church, what it, what what is your unique vision of how you want the program to be and what you'd like it to accomplish, and and it's just then it then it leads from there into creating a you know an action plan, and uh, and maybe adoption of an, a vision statement and a mission statement, and we we have we have um, examples of these things on our website, but it's really up to you to do that but that's the first thing is to set that intention and from there you know it goes into various actions you can do and how you can inspire people how you can educate them uh, share with other you know congregations and within the community and, and and more there's there's much more to it we have like eight actions that are it, it kind of like a funnel it goes from a vision down to an action step action plan and uh so it's um, it's a gentle process, and you can go as far, or as you know, you can just adopt a covenant, and that's fine if that's all you feel like that's what you know you need, or you can go all the way to adopting the seven steps, and to do that to complete that that's would complete the path, and then we certainly will recognize you with a certificate at each at each of these levels, um, and uh, of course on the website and at the convention, and then and then there's ongoing support too that we provide, so it's um. It's, I think it's a good program. Uh, it's not, uh, I mean, you know, even, and I know in some cases it doesn't work for everybody. For example, we require an energy audit to be adopted. And I really feel that's important that you at least, you know, put your own house in order to reduce energy usage and reduce waste and so forth. But even then, that doesn't work for everybody because you may not own your own church and, you, you know, have a, the ability right. to do that. So, so we have, you know, there's flexibility and we'd be happy to talk to churches that, you know, have other ideas or things that we could do in lieu of, of all the different actions. But uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, we, I say, we just recently streamlined it even more to cut out some forms that were really not necessary. So I'd say go to the website and uh, there's an email there to contact me where it actually would come to me. But we just recently added regional coordinators to help to basically spread the work around. And for each, each, you know, wherever your region is, there's a person assigned that's on the Earth Care team to help you even more. And in addition, we have 
you know, seminars that, that different members of the team can provide. Uh, we actually, we have a very talented group. One lady was even the uh, former first lady of the state of, of Oregon. So, I oh, mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, and others too. So, uh, yeah, we're very, very blessed to have uh, those people with that, with a passion for the earth. I love it. And I love how customizable this program is for ministries, because as you know, we have such a variety of unity ministries in terms of size and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, whether they're meeting in their own building or not. And um, so it allows people to, you know, at the very least enter a covenant, which is, as you mentioned, that foundational piece of the, of the process, which is to raise consciousness so even just discerning that part of it, that covenant is is really huge, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like with anything, the first thing you have to do is just, you know, set the intention that, that this is going to be a part of your of your ministry. And, uh, and, I, and I would just say that even just, just that alone, I mean, it's been shown that the congregations appreciate, especially, and I might even say for young people, they're looking more and more these days for a religious home, you know, a, a church home that, uh, that that is more than just, uh, you know, a place for spiritual issues. It's a way to to get involved in, in issues that matter in the world. And uh, and I think there'll be, we found that congregations are proud to be a part of that community, and it does attract young people. There's, a, there's another, it's a whole article that I put on the website that is about how, how, how to attract younger people to unity. And it is through social issues and involvement in the environment yes. of that of that nature. That's what a lot of young people are looking for these days. It is. And, you know, it's not that any of these ideas go against our theology at all. Um, our theology is very much in alignment with it, but we just have a history in our ministries to sort of shy away from anything that might be perceived as too political or divisive, you know, after all, we are unity. Um, and I think that part of the raising the consciousness is learning and figuring out how to be in these efforts and movements um, of outpicturing our theology in these very important ways, whether it's, you know, voting, whether it's uh, social justice, whether it's earth care, environmental issues, of really being the action that that we hold in consciousness and and that requires us to raise our consciousness so that we can see beyond any um, sense of it being divisive that it can actually be part of what brings more wholeness um, to our environment right and to our um, to our lives as as a larger society mm -hmm. well, most definitely and, and and in addition to that uh, it makes um, economic sense too because part of yes we promote is you know things like uh well we an environmental audit that really or an energy audit where you look at ways in which you can improve uh you know energy usage and reduce costs and it's been found that churches that do this re re reduce their total outlay when it comes to things like utility costs by about a third so you know it it, it affects the bottom line too because you know in the end this is a business it's a non-profit business but yes but it um, you know it really does make economic sense to uh, help you and not to mention growing the congregation right well and it brings into you know brings us into integrity right in a mm -hmm. in a more complete way and i really love that you're presencing that that's what younger people are interested in they want um, a community a spiritual community that 
that is involved in sort of these worldly ideas and and efforts uh, because it really is if you keep following the thread and keep pulling it pulling it pulling it it comes back to the level of consciousness that we hold and so you mentioned that as people sort of go through as communities congregations go through the path of these different levels of efforts that they can commit to commitments that they can make and um, that then you acknowledge, and I've noticed on your website, you've got the Green Star Award. So what is the Green Star Award for? Who, who receives well, that award? Well, I, you know, uh, in all humbleness, it, the idea came from Unity Church of Overland Park. <laughs> so, I love it. And, and actually, it was ironic because our one of our former ministers, Patricia Bass, and I, it must have been a collective thing in the universe. We both had kind of the same idea at the same time. And and, and, and basically, it's just a way to acknowledge people that have made, and, and I mean, because I guess there's two different things. You can do this at your own church, or, or we have it for congregations, but the same idea is the same. It recognizes and, and acknowledges people that have made changes in their life, or congregations that, that are good for the environment, that are, that, that are you know, protect and preserve our, our, our earth. And for example, and they, I think at both levels, both at a unity church and at, at the uh, congregational level, we say if you do three things, just three things that uh, are within, are in coming with the, the, the purpose and the, the vision of earth care to promote the environment, uh, that it will, uh, that, that that would entitle you to a green star award. Now, now at our church, at Unity Church of Overland Park, we go a step further and we say that you need to do three three things that reduce the uses, usage of carbon dioxide emissions by 2,000 pounds, I think it is. And we give a have a you know basically a menu of things of each item that you do and how much it reduces you know greenhouse emissions. And I think, for example, and I'm 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 an unabashed tree lover, a tree hugger. I might <laughs> but trees just by planting a tree, I forget it's. Oh my gosh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean it's a huge amount that they just that alone will reduce from the atmosphere. So so we have we provide So wait all- a minute, wait a minute. You said planting a tree, right? It's not the hugging a tree. Well, <laughs> well actually you might that might make it grow faster if you hug it. <laughs> right. <so> good love. <laughs> Oh, man. And so I did notice uh, now that you mentioned that in your bio that I think you said like since you were a kid that you were planting trees whenever you could, maybe even as early as like 13, age 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was always doing that. We, I, I'm from Nebraska. I'm a corn husker. And uh, yeah, I was. I, I, I forgive you. As, <laughs> as, as, a, as a Jayhawker, I forgive you. <laughs> well, I have two sons and I have a mixed uh, household. One's a Jayhawker. One, one's a wildcat from Kansas State. And then the oh, last my. Oh, my. Probably, I, for, probably, I forgive. I, I forgive your wildcat, too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was always doing that. I can remember hauling tree. We lived in a little town. My dad had a grocery store, and uh, I would always be planting trees, and I had them all over the yard. And finally, one day, he said, I had a tree, and he says, Mike, we don't need any more damn trees around this place. So, <laughs> I, I could, he wouldn't let me plant them, but everywhere I've gone, I've always done that. I, I guess it's just part of my, uh, you know, I just find a real, even to this day, I have a lot of trees, and I just uh, love every one of them. So, that's beautiful. Yes. You know, I grew up on the West Coast, so I was surrounded by, you know, tree hugging hippies and, <laughs> and environmentalists. And, I, you know, I remember a project uh, in my ninth grade biology class 
where we had to carry a trash bag, like a hefty bag around with us for a week. And we were required to put everything except toilet paper um, into the trash bag and carry it with us. And like our, the coaches were notified anyone in the school that was, you know, involved with, you know, all the teachers so that there was accountability. So if anyone saw us without the bag, obviously if you're like in the middle of playing football or basketball, you could leave it on the sideline, but it had to be present within your reach. And that was a tremendously Mm -hmm. eye opening experience because it made you think before you even, reached for something that came in a package <laughs> that you knew you were going to have to put in this bag because then you're going to have to, you know, haul it around with you everywhere. But it was such an eye-opening um, experience at, you know, at the age of 15 to to do that. And then, of course, at the end of the week, we would then inspect everything, whether it was food mm-hmm. items or, you know, all the trash and sort of categorize it and and label it and assess whether it would decompose and in what amount of time or if ever. And wow, I mean, that was, that was tremendous. That's, that really is. That's awesome. It reminds me of a, and I don't have it right here in front of me, but there's a, there's a thing on from the Pachamama Alliance called Awakening the Dreamer that I'm involved in. And, and they talk about that as, you know, when we throw something away, you know, the question is, where is away? You know, exactly. It, it's going somewhere, and yes. everything that we use is it was co- comes from someplace, and whether and a lot of times it affects you know impacts an indigenous tribe or you know on, uh, um, pe- people somewhere in their lives that are being abused for, and that's where the whole social justice comes in. But but yeah, when you think of it that way, it never goes away. It's always a part of us. So the more we can do, the way I look at it is if you pick up one gum gum wrapper on one time on one hike, that's one gum wrapper that wouldn't have got picked up and it's better for the world. Ah, I love it. So it's, you know, I think it really is an opportunity to reduce the overwhelm because sometimes when we think about environmental care, saving the planet, it just seems so overwhelming and impossible that we don't, it's almost paralyzing, you know, and, but that permission to just take one action, even if it's small and it seems insignificant, it matters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it really does. It can make a huge difference. And of course the whole, you know, recycling and, you know, in minimizing waste, uh, to this day, it just it just drives me crazy when I go to the grocery store and I see them cranking out those plastic bags by the thousands and, you know, just carry your own bag in, you know, and I, I, I can't even, I, I do everywhere I go. And I know just that alone reduces a tremendous amount of stuff that would be going into the landfill that it's not, it can be recycled, but it's just, it yeah. So that music means it's time for our break. So we will take a break and I'll be right back with Mike McCord. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. 
And I'm Reverend Jackie Fernandez, and we are back with Mike McCord, an integral leader and founder of, or co-founder, I should say, of Unity's Earth Care team. And we are talking about environmental um, care, environmental justice, social justice, and uh, we were just kind of wrapping up the conversation about uh, recycling and just taking one small step, you know, picking up trash, just even if it's just a piece of gum or a gum wrapper and, and knowing that it doesn't have to be a massive act and, and to not get sort of paralyzed by overwhelm that, you know, you can't do something major or significant that even those small acts of earth care are significant. And if we were all to do them, then that sort of aggregate becomes something quite significant. And Mike, um, you were mentioning um, while we chatted a bit on the break that there are mentoring calls that you have every month. The mentoring calls are there and also yeah, you can look in, there's so many resources on this website and you can look into what has been done by other ministries and what might, you know, if you're a ministry outside of Unity, you know, what your group might be able to do or if you are, you know, associated with any kind of Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, um, any group that is wanting to, um, make a commitment to the earth and maybe is looking for resources that these resources apply across. They aren't, um, you know, necessarily tied to being uh, part of a unity ministry. And of course that's, you know, how they're being developed. So there may be, you know, some, some information too, if you're wanting to learn more about how it relates to unity theology and that kind of thing. But all of this, you know, translates to something that we can do as individuals, um, and I love the part of the website that talks about the Awaken the Dreamer Symposium and the Pachamama Alliance. And there's so much information that um, can be really <laughs> repurposed, renewed, you know, recycled for your particular group, that it doesn't have to be done exactly the way anyone else has done it, that this information can be used and consumed and and repurposed for your specific organization or group or business or club, uh, neighborhood even. Um, and and what, what an amazing game changer it would be. You know, I mean, all the science is there to say that we can save the planet. And I think that this year, 2020, you know, we've been experience, experiencing this pandemic and we saw when early on in March and April, when there was major global shutdown, we saw the skies clearing, you know, it was all over the news that people were seeing, you know, stars and we're seeing, um, what had normally been cityscapes, you know, covered in haze, we're getting clear and we're seeing, you know, blue skies and seeing mountains in the distance for the first time. And what that taught me is that the earth will respond. If we change our habits, the earth will respond. And just in the same way that we, our bodies have the intelligence to heal themselves the earth has the intelligence to heal itself, but we have to provide the support that it needs in order to um, allow that to happen. I know here in the Kansas City metro area, for the first time in years, I felt like we had a true spring before we got to summer. And, you know, and over the last 10 years or so, it's felt like we might get random snowfall in May. Uh, we might get very warm um, temperatures in early March, which is not really normal. And this year, 
it just seemed like for the first time in a very long time, we actually had a true spring. And I couldn't help but wonder if that wasn't because of the reduced emissions and pollution that the planet just sort of woke up a little bit and and began to express itself a little more fully in a way that we are accustomed to. I just want to check in. Hey, Mike, are you back on? I'm here. Can you hear me? Ah, beautiful. I was just kind of riffing on, um, you know, I talked about being able to um, take all of this information that this wonderful wealth of information that's available on the Earthcare website and being able to apply it to any context, and um, and just how much hope there is in in our ability to really make a difference um, for the planet based on our actions. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, um, you know, I. I I think as uh, as John Lewis said, and I quoted him in a, in a in a recent newsletter, if not us, if not now, when, if not us, who? And, yeah. Uh, that really uh, that really resonated with me. That uh, it's it's time we really have to do our parts to uh, to make this a better world, and you know, socially, environment from an environmental just standpoint, and certainly for just care for the earth itself. Absolutely. Beautiful. So I want to talk a little bit about social justice and how um, how you come from earth care and environmental issues, environmental justice as well, into social justice. Ta- tell me about that. What To some, it might seem like a leap. To me, it makes perfect sense. But let's talk about um, that bridge. Well, well, yeah, it, it really is. We, we do have one of our action steps is environmental and social justice and we recently just actually expanded it kind of in you know in response to what's been going on and i guess just maybe to to back up a little bit i i feel and this is a passion of mine that we're we're actually witnessing a shift in consciousness i know we talk about that a lot in unity but i really believe this is one of one of those moments i call it a historic moment in time where we're, we're actually, I feel consciousness is moving towards a more equitable and socially just world. And I, I, and I, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with Barbara Marks Hubbard. She, she wrote in her book, this oh, yeah. some years ago, but in, in Conscious Evolution, she has quotes, she says, consciousness doesn't evolve slowly in a steady state, but rather in quantum jumps at times of crisis when things look the worst. Our current crises are not precursors of an, of an apocalypse, but the natural birth pains of an awakened universal humanity, this is our finest hour. And I I really do believe that this is a moment in time that we need to take advantage of. Uh, but, but honestly, waking up is just the beginning. So we have to look at the what the what what's what the cause of these problems are because really in the end it really is an environmental issue just as much as as a social issue because frankly the it's the the, the disadvantaged people in the world the poor people of the world the indigenous tribes suffer most from environmental you know degradation it's, and things really happen in their neighborhoods in their areas next it is a it, the, the two are, you know, inextricably linked, and uh, so we, we have adopted, you know, as part of our program, an environmental and social justice portion of it, and it's really, our, our vision is that, Earth Care's vision 
is of an environmentally just world that is free from oppression and discrimination. It is one that provides worthy and fair treatment of all humanity, irrespective of race, color, creed, income, place of origin, or gender identity. And frankly, it also applies to, to all non-human sentient beings. Um, we feel, I feel, that they have a right to freedom from ecological, ecological destruction, and it's a moral entitlement, and they have a moral entitlement to just treatment. So that's a lot, you know, packed into, the, into those words, but that is one of the action steps, and I, and I think this is a time when I, I feel that it's incumbent on all of us and, and, and unity you know in particular to 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 make a statement to to take a stand and i don't mean take a position i mean to take a stand because a stand is different than a position a stand is an affirmative action to do something as opposed to just simply being against it so you know in that regard uh, i i put a thing on it's not on the website i do have it available that goes into all the different ways in which you can take action to, to promote environmental and, and social justice in a way that is very much incoming with, with unity principles. So, you know, I, we're, we're actually going to be having a conference to talk about this in the very near future, too, that, that we'll go into it in more detail. But it's just, you know, I, I feel that this is, like I say, a moment in time. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I appreciate that, you know, you're parsing uh, – the, the difference between uh, taking a stand and taking a position. And I think it's the sort of gray area that has caused many unity ministries to just not do anything, not take any action. And it's a lost opportunity, you know, to really speak into, to speak truth, to speak well-being, to speak our consciousness of love and light into our external world. I love that you presenced all sentient beings because, you know, that is, is so critical that, you know, every creature on this planet has a role in, you know, the overall um, health of the environment that we aren't in isolation as the superior, you know, animals (laughs) walking upright. Um, We are the ones actually doing the most damage and destruction to the environment. And, and there is a moral obligation to care for um, everything, not, not, not just the plants, not just the the land, but also the animals and and all life that, that roams this beautiful place we call home. Yeah. You know, as part of a, and I think there's a quote that this person by the name of Charles Fillmore, (laughs) that guy, that that guy, yeah. He, uh, about a hundred years ago, he made a statement in Jesus Christ heals. And here's what he said. We all intuitively know there is something wrong in a world where poverty, suffering, and sorrow prevail. We would not, any of us, create such a world. We all want to see these things blotted out in this world. So I think that's really good. And, and, and the thing I'd you know, go on to say is that when, when spiritual vision, this is a spiritual matter to me uh, as well as a practical matter, but when it's really married in in practical actions it really it it can transform political economic and social institutions and as it, as it says in sacred activism it is a holy force with the power of wisdom and love in action and so i i feel that you know when you do something that and you know you're in the divine flow you can just feel it and to me taking action on things like social justice it just feels good and you know you're you know i think in the divine flow Absolutely, because it's a way that we 
connect with our with the truth that we know as oneness, right? That we are all connected with one to another. If something happens to me here in Kansas City, it can't not affect someone on the other side of this planet. It's we are all interrelated, interconnected, and in order to truly honor that truth, we must act knowing that mm-hmm. truth, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and and I guess as far as what you can do, you know, I mean, and again, it's kind of like that's, you know, what can you act? What can we really do? There, there's a on the on. I don't know if it's on the website yet, but I call it. It's a whole topic on environmental and social justice that really defines like 16 different ways in which these the environment and social justice are related, and it gives some you know actual practical you know solutions. And in addition, in the most recent Earth Care newsletter, uh, I give about I don't know what it is six or seven different uh, links where you can go to to talk more about the topic and what you can do. And that's in the the, uh, the summer edition of the Earth Care Connections. And, and then lastly, we have on the website it's I think it's called it Earth Care Steps and Actions, Suggestions and Opportunities. And that's a list of oh my golly oh, I don't even know nine ten pages different actions people have taken or churches churches and people have taken in each of the different areas of the earth care program I mean, it's just specific concrete you know examples of what what they did and uh so you know you can go to those if you're looking for things that can be done there's also there's these organizations that i mentioned that i referenced in the newsletter that are that are doing things right now as well but i think as much as anything it's speaking the truth we know that, you know, as Charles Fillmore said, that we really, that we don't want to have a world where there is social injustice uh, in inhumane treatment of animals and that we really need to to, to take action to, to, to speak our truth and more than just talk about platitudes, but really put our feet put on the ground. Absolutely. I mean, even just like food scarcity, uh, is directly related to environmentalism. The way we um, choose to grow food and distribute food is Mm -hmm. all of that is tied together to social justice issues. And like you're saying, you know, oppression and and choices that we make Mm -hmm. on a systemic level to oppress some and support others. And, you know, Jackie, you you actually made me think of something when you said that, because we also have a a new module that's just been expanded called Mindful Eating. And it is about that very topic. It talks about how, you know, the, the choices that we make can make a real difference, and not only in our bodies, but in in the earth itself. I mean, whether we buy, uh, you know, locally grown products, for example, at farmers markets, or have our own community garden. There's there's a lot of things that do that have to do with food. I mean, I mean, everybody eats, <laughs> and the choices that we make can make a, a real difference. So yeah, that's another item that will be up soon on the, in the new website. But it's called Mindful Eating. And hopefully we'll soon, soon we'll have a separate mentoring call on mindful eating. We're looking for, you know, a, a champion for that. But, uh, but that is a, that is a really big topic and you're right on the mark. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned that there are a couple, so like you mentioned the mentoring, the monthly mentoring meetings, and then you mentioned that there's also another event coming up where there's going to be like sort of a, a gathering, um, I'm not sure if you use the word conference, mm-hmm. but um, so are those two different events and can do you have enough details that you can share the, the yeah, when, yeah, where, and how? Sure, you bet. And it's actually this Sunday is when it is, and it's called Active Hope. 
and it's posted on the Unity uh, website, and I think on the Earth Care side, and I've sent it to um, the regions and different churches. But it's, uh, yeah, it's actually being going to be put on by a lady uh, by the name of Beth Remis, and she's a tremendous. Uh, what a she's a wonderful, lovely person as well as a great facilitator. And the, and the idea is it's going to be this Sunday, October 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 4 p.m. to 6. And uh, if you register, they'll send you a Zoom link. You can find it on the EarthCare website. Or if you want to even write me, I'll be happy to forward it to you. But it's basically, it's a way to for us to people to deal with the the climate grief that we're experiencing and how we can can uh, steady and ground ourselves out of it it's it's kind of a collective regenerative power way to degenerate to uh, regenerate our power and to access our ability to to wisely navigate these in these times so it's um it's it's very positive uh, as we you know as we know we're witnessing all this things going on right now especially in you know political of course and the environment all the fires and everything so we really need to reconnect. It actually comes from a work called Active uh, Active Hope. It's an interactive workshop that came from um, from um, uh, an earlier seminar that uh, Beth puts puts on. But it's a uh, it's an opportunity to express your gratitude and grief and move into a deeper understanding how we can work towards a more sustainable, just, and peaceful world. I, I would really highly recommend it because we all need a little good bit of good news right now and I think this would provide it for you and that is so true and um, we should mention too that there is a Facebook page Unity Worldwide Ministries Earth Care mm-hmm. Earth Care is one word in this context and uh, so you can like the page and also it looks like there's a link there um, to sign up for and register for the October 25th event which as Mike said is from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time so mm-hmm. it sounds like that has a really wonderful topic lined up, uh, conversation, discussion, and lots of information that can be gleaned there. Yeah. So right. if there's a ministry that is thinking about signing up for the Earth Care um, program for the PATH, as you say, what, and, and they're not sure that they want to make that commitment, I, I think probably some of the best information you've provided about that is to really say that it's customizable to what serves your community and to whatever level of commitment you want to get in. And what else would you say if there's some hesitation for any reason? And and maybe you can well, even pull, pull from what people have said has been a hesitation for them. Well, I think, uh, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm not really sure in some ways because we have around 70 churches that are, Certified, which really, uh, you know, we started this program a long time ago, and it really should be a lot more. So I think in, in many cases, people are actually doing doing the work. I mean, whether they're certified or not. So I, I, I'm sure that this is much more, you know, prevalent within throughout Unity than than we show. This is just a way to help you, you know, guide you through the process to 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 uh, to become more involved. I. We we did streamline it. Uh, we eliminated a form, so and, and we're actually trying to diversify it to have regional contacts. And on the website, there's a list of people that are you know that you can contact in your region to do it. Uh, I think that it just comes down to some people just don't know about it. I mean, it's amazing to say that after all these years, 
people haven't heard of the Earth Gear program, so maybe it's our fault for not doing a better job in in promoting it. We're trying to. It's one of the things we're trying to do right now is to to, to basically improve our messaging. And you know, we're doing this through through things like this Zoom meeting. We had a summit in June. We hope to have more of them. We want to have more of a presence at regional conferences. Um, we streamlined our process again, the mentoring calls, and there's a couple of workshops. I don't have these services, but Beth Remises puts, puts on a, uh, individual website for, or, or, I mean, a presentation for you, as does Sylvia Hayes. I have a thing called Awakening the Dreamer through Unity that has been adapted to Unity, Unity congregations that I would be happy to come out. I just retired and I'm now more available to come out and maybe put on this, this seminar for you, this symposium. So, I think it's just a matter of getting the word out and making people aware of how easy it is to start on this process. Marketing. So let's get the word out. I'm so grateful that you have been (laughs) on the show today. And hopefully this is one way that we can continue to get the word out. The show will be archived at unityonlineradio.org. So it can be listened to, downloaded at any time in the future. And I think we should just close with, I found daily word from, of course, earlier this year, April 22nd, which is Earth Day. And the word for the day was earth care. And so let's just take that in as today's word. I am blessed to be a caretaker of the earth. This earth day, which is every day, right? I take time to recognize that I have a responsibility to this planet as one of its stewards. The abundance of God is all around me. As new leaves sprout and the flowers come into bloom again, I am awestruck. The majesty of the mountains, the songs of the birds, the oceans, lakes, rivers, rivers, and the plentiful land replete with delicious vegetables and fruits, a kingdom shared with animals of all kinds. They are a part of me, just as I am a part of the world that I inhabit. We are one. My eyes are open to the oneness of all life. I fully accept with ease and grace my role as a caretaker. I care for my surroundings, not just for my sake, but for all who dwell here in the present and for the generations to come. And from Psalm 9611, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Oh, isn't that perfect? The affirmation again is I am blessed to be a caretaker mm. of the earth. And Mike, thank you. Just as a person on this planet, thank you for following your love for the earth as that young boy planting trees all over, you know, all over the property. And, you know, your dad saying, hey, enough, you know, I, that's <laughs> such a beauty and such just a natural and organic love for this planet. And so I thank you for following, following that love, which is part of your calling in this life. So thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, tune in and tune up in spirit. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.